Welcome to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. Get ready to propel your business forward with meaningful tips, insight, and advice from the biggest names in the industry. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Table Talk Live. It's Lori Finkelstein Reader. And uh, I have an amazing guest for you guys today, but I have a little housekeeping first. I just want to remind all of you guys that the reason Table Talk Live was born in 2020, early 2020, was because one of the ways that I've had the opportunity to really grow my business and to bring opportunity to so many people was the amazing mentors in my life. Um, from my very first listing agreement, you know, the other agent, she helped me do this on the hood of her car. So I make it a practice to reach out to amazing people around the country. I want to bring them all to you through Table Talk Live so that each one of you who are either thinking of getting in real estate, doesn't matter if you've been doing this two years, 20 years, that you know that with the right information and the right connections, you can also have as much success as you choose. Um, so today, without further ado, really excited to have Michelle. Michelle Humes is just south of Atlanta, right, Michelle? That's in a little city, a little city called Peachtree City. And I just want to tell you guys just a little bit about Michelle. Um, I have kind of been obsessed with you. I don't even, even know if you know this, but we met, I'd say maybe about two years ago through our coaching program. And um, what I love about you is that you set out to accomplish something and no matter what got in your way, you went out, you found the right people, the right systems to make it happen. Here's a couple things about Michelle, you guys. She is a formal, former high school teacher. Good thing you weren't my high school teacher because I would have just been a royal pain. Um, no. Yes. And then here is the coolest thing ever is that in 36 months, you guys write this down for all of you that want to build a business. In 36 months, Michelle has 36 agents on her team. Her love for teaching and helping agents develop their business, I believe, is what has gotten you there. She is the proud mama to Estella and Nora. And one of the coolest things about you, which we just talked about, was the fact that your husband is a two-time Grammy-winning opera singer. That is bad to the bone. So I love that. Uh, Michelle, I just want to welcome you to Table Talk Live. Um, super excited to have you here. This, this actually, Table Talk does turn into a podcast. So for anyone who is watching and wants to watch it later on podcast, you just search for Real Estate Goal Crushers. You can find it on Apple iTunes, um, all those places, anywhere you love to listen to your podcast, Spotify, it's all over the place. So Michelle, um, welcome. Thank you, Lori. What an honor. I cannot oh. believe I get to be here with the Lori Reader. You know oh. how much I admire you and adore you. So thank you for having me. It's just such a such a pleasure and honor. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? You know, um, just, just briefly, just want to say something before we dive into the questions. I remember the very first time, I believe we were in Las Vegas and we met, we were outside of a coffee. I think it was Starbucks. Yeah. And I turned around to Camilla and I said, you know what? She's going places. This girl has got 
some 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 grit, some drive. You know, um, I loved it because you weren't afraid to just corner me and ask me questions, and that's my passion, right? I want to help people who want it like you go and get it. And now, girl, look where you at. Well, you know, I tell that story and I tell my agents the story because I think it's so important as a new agent or an agent that has grit and that's hungry to go for it and to go meet the most successful person you can find and ask them questions because it turns out people that are successful want to help people who want to be successful. And that's you, Lori. You know that I, the first time I saw you were on a main stage of a major convention and I thought, gosh, that'd be so awesome to meet her one day, not (laughs) knowing that we would not only be in a same coaching program, but that we would become friends. And I mean, what, you know, my dreams have fully come true in real estate, but this is just the relationship part of it is what has been so incredible for me. And what I hope I can give to other people as well one day. Yeah. And you do, you already are, you know, even, even myself, you know, when I get stuck, I was stuck on something in particular. I'll never forget picking up the phone and calling you. Boom. You set up a zoom, brought my, all of my marketing team in and there we had it. And I thank you for that. Um, Okay. So I want to bring a lot of your greatness to our audience And um, I'm sure people are going to themselves, okay, this lady was a school teacher raising two kids and she decides to get into real estate. 36 months, that's three years. That's like three years goes like that. 36 months later, you have 36 agents. I love that number, 36 months, 36 agents. You've got a staff. um, And if you could, in the best way you could articulate, how would you, what would you say, how did you get to that? I know that's a super broad question, but what do you think in particular got you here right now within a short, short period of time? You know, I think when I realized that I had more business than I could handle as an individual agent and the the time needed to come for me to branch out and have a team, first it came out of necessity, right? I think that's what happens to a lot of agents who become busy individual agents that they need a showing partner, an assistant, um, a second buyer's agent, that kind of thing. Um, But I really think the determining factor is that I, three years ago, really four years ago, when I decided, okay, I'm going to start a team, I sat down and I thought about the end in mind. And I thought about what would it look like to have uh, the ability to help a ton of people. And by people, I don't mean consumers. Of course, I love to help consumers and we do that at a, at a high level. But what would it look like to pour into other agents and pour into other people that work with our team on the staff division and really be able to change their life? What would that look like in my world? Um, I don't even know if I've ever shared this with you. Four years ago, I had a very scary experience where I um, I was in the ICU for almost, I was in the ICU for two weeks. I was in the hospital for four weeks with blood clots in my whole right leg. It turns out I have a clotting disorder um, and we had traveled long distance and all of a sudden I went from really okay and I was having the best month in my real estate career to, oh, you're in the ICU and we don't really know what's going to happen. Now, at the time we had an 18 month old and a Four, five-year-old, a five-year-old. Wow. And here I have this husband that travels internationally like nine, 10 months out of the year. So I laid there and I thought to myself, what would my life look like if I could like get another chance to just make big impact on people? And 
you know, actually that's what changed the course of my career and my life because I thought I'm getting over overtime now. If if all this works out and they can fix what's going on, and they did, they were just the medical professionals. I just have so much respect for medical professionals because they truly healed me and helped me get better and learn to walk again and all the things. But I decided I was going to make the rest of my life count, and um, wow. that's what I changed. Love that. I and love I, that. And I became fearless in that way. I think when you face something that's really hard, like. Death. I mean, I hate to even say that, but it's mm-hmm. true. When something like that happens, you're like, okay, well, what do I have to lose? What are they going to tell me? No. Okay. So, did you, so when you were going through that experience, which sounds really scary, if you ask me, yeah. when you were going through the experience, were you thinking to yourself, like, how's my business going to keep going? What is that going to look like? Who's going to take care of my clients? Like, how, how did you get through that piece of it? Because at this point, you were in the early stages of building. Yes. I had no team. So as, as new, you know, this is great for, even if you're an individual agent thinking about scaling your business, it actually solidified for me, gosh, if I don't remain healthy every single day, the rest of my life, how am I going to continue to have a way to earn a living for my family? And so that was what was on my mind. You know, there's got to be a better way to do this where I can build a business that's sustainable. If I'm not the one boots on the ground going to show a house. And then I also was, it's maybe just in genetics, but I had to lie flat. And during this time I had to lay all the way flat, but those <laughs> ICU doctors, I knew that they needed to buy a house. And so I would lay with my phone like this, say, now Dr. Conwani, I remember you said you had a house listed before. Let's talk about getting that relisted. I so you were, lead generating, you were lead generating in the ICU. Oh yeah. I just assumed everything was going to be fine. And that I was going to be back at it um, because, you know, I think whatever is in your mind and in your heart, you, you know, a lot of times that's those things transpire into real life things. And so I just knew we were going to work it out. It was going to be OK. And I was going to sell those doctors houses. I love it. I love it. Um, so that was four years ago. And mm-hmm. now, you know, your business starts to evolve and it starts to grow. What tell me if you would, what would be some of the things where you were like, OK, I've got more clients than I know what to do with. What steps did you take first? What did you do when you knew you needed to build a team? Because it sounds like what happened to you happened to me as well. And that is my business grew organically. You right. Start out as a single agent. I tell people all the time I was a rental agent the first year. They became buyers. They became sellers. And organically, what happened was, obviously, as we can see now, is that um, we had to grow. Yes. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that, because I know people, especially in today's age, you know, it took me three times as long as you to grow where I am today, three times as long. So imagine people are watching and they're at whatever point in their business, it doesn't matter. And they're thinking, I want what she has. Okay. So I think it's really easy. I quickly leveraged having um, operations. So an assistant, I started with a part-time assistant and I always, I just did a a live last week on operations, always just make the hire. Even if you just only have their salary or their, their pay saved for three months, make the hire because any great operations person is going to bring you triple the return on that investment, in my opinion, in my experience. So I first made a, an operations hire, an admin, administrative assistant. And then the second thing I did, because I really didn't think I had, you know, I was always a little nervous to start building out and bringing people on without systems in place. And that's not my jam, my thing. I so mean, it's, it's I, I started, 
Right. I started with a showing partner, a showing assistant, if you will. That is how the whole, that whole four years ago, that is how I continued to have a lot of, do a lot of business and not have a full blown team. Ryan, who's still on our team today, was my original showing partner. He showed all our buyers for me, almost all our buyers, especially nights and weekends he would show for me. And then um, we would, I would take it back and write the contract. That's how I started. It worked really well for us. Um, I believed in compensating that at a high level because I always wanted him available. He wasn't officially a teammate. So I wanted to make sure, hey, he's going to make himself available because he will be compensated for it, right? You get what you pay for. And then we just grew. I hope hope people heard that just now, right? You You get what you pay for. And yes, you need systems and you need processes, but invest in people because it's the best investment you could ever make. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that that was, someone told me that sort of right at the very beginning, always hire the best that you can afford, hire, hire the person that you feel like is a little bit beyond what you can really afford. Because as, as entrepreneurs or as even a single agent may be watching this, it's scary to think about well, what if I don't have any closings in three months? Or what if I don't have their, you know, you don't, but I, that's exactly what I said to them. Hey, I've got your pay saved for three months. Yeah. We're going to check out what happens in those three months. And then we're going to go from there. And hopefully there's still money in the account, if not lots more for you to be able to keep your job. Yeah, Michelle, that's a real fear. You know, I still today, we're like 30 employees and I'm like, we're going to keep hiring, keep hiring. It doesn't matter if it's your first hire or your 30th hire. Okay. Something you said, I want everybody to really hear. And that is that you said that you're not specifically a systems person, right? You're not the one who's going to develop them and put them in place. Correct? Mm-mm. No, you're like me, you're more vision. And I think a lot of people get it backwards. They think they have to get their business, you know, functioning and perfect in systems before they hire the operations. And in reality, it is the complete opposite. It is about finding the person who is the right disc profile for operations, the person who loves and they're passionate about systems. Let them run with it. Give them your vision. Let them build the system. And a lot of people, like I said, we get it backwards. Well, I, I am the first to not do that because I know my weakness. I know where I am not great. I know where I'm great. And I think knowing yourself and being okay with these are the things that are my God-given talents and these are the things I'm going to have to hire to because they may be not as strong at. I think that that is such a, a, a you must do it. You must have that conversation with yourself and say, look, this is a weakness or this kind of got messed up. And so I'm going to hire to this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And don't ever think that you have to be the one to design it. I think that's a great lesson to start your business with, not to wait until you have 10 employees to take on this mindset, to say to yourself, I'm CEO running company, right? I'm going to come in, let you know what it looks like, what the end product looks like, let you know where I think you could have success along the way. Here's a couple of resources. And then let me know when you have a finished product to bring back. We'll review it and go from there. That's how we run our entire operations. I come in, give the overall idea of what we're going to do, and then they go and work on it. And then we come back together and and because otherwise I'm just going to mess it up if I get in the middle of it, quite frankly. Isn't that the truth? You know, and um, I love that we're talking about operations and knowing our place in our business. And um, you have to know when to get out of the way. 
right? It's right. A lot of us, um, for me, even personally, like this was never a plan. I never said, oh, hey, I'm going to build a team. It was very, very organic. And now look what happened. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, learning, learning as the leader to get out of the way. And it takes time when you hire your very first assistant or your third assistant or whatever it is to trust, right? Because we believe we have this thing in our head that we're we only we are the only people who can figure it out. And that is just not the case at all, not even a little bit. So I love that what you're sharing with me is that you knew where your place was, you knew where your strengths were, and you hired to your weakness. I love that. Well, and I will say one more thing about systems and then we can move on if you want or about people in the systems. I always, because when you grow a company the way you have grown yours, the way ours is growing, we're just at the very beginning stages of what you've already grown, Lori. But when you are moving as fast as we are moving and having the 40% increase year over year over year, mistakes are going to happen. You know, you just have to know that they're going to happen and that sometimes it's not going to be a perfect experience for your customer. But I always say, we do not have a people problem. We have a systems problem. Let's go fix the system. Because by and large, anybody who's working together in real estate in this fast moving, crazy environment, they want to do a great job. They just do. They want to do a great job. And it's not really that they screwed it up. It's just that we need a better system, you know? So let's go get the system to be better. I love that. And you talk about not being afraid to mess it up, not, you know, things are not going to be perfect. Nothing goes in a vertical line. You know, it's very, you know, and like all the time, my general manager and I, Camilla, who, you know, and everybody loves, I talk about, just, just go ahead and burn it all down. Let's just keep burning it down and building it back up, you know, and actually it becomes fun after you've done it a few times. You know, it just really realize that nothing is perfect and that's not what it's about. It's about, hitting the wall. It happens to us all the time. People are so afraid to fail. It's about fail fast and grow faster. You know, uh, you and I both have been coached by Gary Keller. And if that's one thing that he would mention to us, at least to me frequently, he'd be like, you know, burn it down, hit the wall, fall on your face, you know? And at first that didn't seem like a really hard thing to process, but now it's like, I'm passionate about it. You know, if we're not messing up and we don't need to crash it and crash and burn, then obviously we are not growing fast enough. So thank you for all that. Okay. So I know this is a really great question coming up because at the end of the day, a lot of people want exactly what you, what you have. If you could share with, I'm going to read it verbatim. What are some of the unforeseen challenges you had while building your business and what did you do to overcome those? Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't have to answer that question. That might take like a year. <laughs> you know what? I think, yeah, really, I'm going to give you the one that comes to my mind first. And this is a little bit vulnerable, but I think mm-hmm. it's the right answer. And I think a lot of people, it's the right answer for me. A lot of people will relate to it. I want to, I, I got to stop you for a second. Okay. I have to stop you because your vulnerability is why you are where you are today. You will pick up the phone and call me when you're having a challenge or whatever it is. And I'm like, she's got it. She's the girl who's got it. And that is what makes you different. So go on with your vulnerability-ness. If that's a word, if it's not, we just made one. We're making it one. <laughs> Lori, I just I just love you, Lori. Thank you. Um, I would say I had all these vision dreams of 
of running a team and, and helping people, right? Because it comes from this teacher mentality of um, really just actually giving back to other people who had taught me the craft and taught me how to do certain things that I could do that for others. Because there is, that is very much the way you can make it in this industry is coming up on the heels of other people helping show you, like you just mentioned about being at the hood of the car and writing a contract, that kind of thing. And so it yeah. started from there. And what was in here was, was good, right? The teacher, the, um, the giving back, all of that. And yet I was, so prior to real estate of just a few years ago, and in between being a high school teacher, I had been a stay-at-home mom living abroad for, for 12 years, wife and then mom for a decade living in Europe. Wow. And so I moved back to, to America only six years ago. And I have never once learned anything about leadership. Now I knew how to be a great teacher, but I was a, a singing teacher and an acting teacher. So it's a little bit of a different thing. I mean, it's still leadership, but you know, it's kids and they're just so e Kids are just so um, open and easy and just, they're, I just love kids and I love teaching, but adults are different and leading adults is different. And nobody, I'd never read one book on leadership. I'd never read one book on running a business. I'd never even, I mean, I got a Groupon for a real estate license for 200 bucks. <laughs> okay. That's the best one I've ever heard. That is awesome. So it wasn't it. as if I was, Oh, I've got this business degree from Georgia. No, I have an education degree from Georgia. I didn't know how to do this. And so I don't think I was an awesome leader to begin with. And I don't think some days when I lay my head down on the pillow that I've always been an awesome leader and, you know, great people follow great leaders. And so finding the right kind of people was a reflection a hundred percent on me. And, and I mean, by finding the right people, I mean, we didn't find the right people, right? We went through some iterations of our team. And as I learned more about how to talk to people and how to um, just, just lead and not even in the sense of, you know, anything special I was doing it on leadership and hanging around leaders that I wanted to become like, and asking them great questions. That's when the business started to say, okay, wait a minute. Now we're on like this rocket ship that we can't get off. Even if I wanted to get off of it, I'm not certain we could. Right. Because it just snowballed. And, but I would say any, any leader, I think any, any leader that's doing reflecting, like I have had to do everything bad that happens in the organization is a reflection of my leadership. Everything great could be too, but you know, that was a steep learning curve. I mean, I'm talking 36 months ago, I went from no team to today. We have 47 people that work with us. Nobody told me how to do that, you know, overnight. And that, so that has been certainly the most humbling and hardest thing for me to have to do. So tell me then, obviously you went internal to figure this out and really took a hard look at you. So if you would, because I think what happens is a lot of people get confused and they think that, so we're, I, this was myself too. I was a real estate agent, you know, selling hundreds of listings, hundreds of homes and organically, like I said, the team appears. I didn't have those leadership leadership skills. I didn't go to college for get a leadership degree or anything and nothing like that. And all of a sudden, boom, you have this business on top of you and you have to figure it out. And you 
go on this journey of really learning about yourself and becoming a great leader. And ultimately, that's what your company looks like. And of course, many of us, myself included, you know, went from a small team to a mid-sized team to a little bit of a bigger team, now an independent brokerage. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You attract the people into your life that are a reflection of you, of where you are at the time. And for me, like, I'm so grateful for that because those first, you know, beginning years, they really shaped me. They really did those experiences and that journey I attribute. And I'm so grateful for every one of those people that may, may or may not currently be in my world, but they're part of my success. And I'm so grateful for them. So I know for me to learn to be this great leader, I had to go very deep internally. Tell me, what did you do? Because this is the toughest thing that you have to do. And this, Michelle, this is if you have one real estate agent working for you and one admin, you're leading. Oh, it absolutely. doesn't matter. Yeah. And you may have not done it intentionally. This is the point. I mean, I didn't set out to do this. And it's like I said, it was just sort of haphazard. Now I'm and certainly... 100% intentional about our growth and where we're going and all of that stuff. But I didn't start out that way. And I certainly um, didn't know the things to say or do in order to attract the right kind of person. You know what I did? I mean, I had to go real scary deep into places that I didn't really think I was super comfortable with. And sometimes I'm still not, you know, on days yeah. where I look at some of, I'll just look at my actions and I'll take note of the actions I had throughout the day. Yep. And I say to myself, gosh, that is not the leader I want to be. And I, I'm probably too hard on myself. I go back and I try to make things right because I ultimately want to have, have everyone know that I, my intent is always right. But as we know in real estate, it can get, it can mess emotions. And so we're dealing with clients and all different kinds of things. And so I, I think that that's the biggest thing is that I reflect daily and I take I take note of where I'm at here and look at that. I love but the that. biggest thing I think I did was I really worked on boundaries um, in all areas of my life. I worked on I boundaries that. for myself. I worked on boundaries of why I having, I, I never even talked about the word boundary. I didn't, I mean, I lived in Europe where, you know, like we lived in Madrid one day and then Paris the next day. You didn't really have a lot of boundaries because you just didn't really know where you're going to live. Sounds so, like a really, sounds like a real struggle. <laughs> some days I wonder why we're not still doing that. I look at Steve and I say, what were we thinking? This is yeah. hard. That was really fun. Now it wasn't so easy for him. He had to like, you know, all those things, but um, we have a lot of fun, but I do think that also changed and shaped, you know, I think when you talk about grit and how you become who you're, who you are, you know, if you can't speak the language in a bunch of different countries you go to, you tend to just figure stuff out and, and not take no for an answer. But back to that and, and really going internal, figuring out who's going to be in your circle, figuring out who's going to have access to have an opinion and been here. That's the, for me, the biggest growth has been who am I going to allow their influence to dictate what's going on in here and in here? Because that can make or break you with your mindset, right? And so who, who am I going to have boundaries around where I'm going to say, yeah, I trust that person. You know that saying, um, you, don't ask certain, you don't ask people for where you're going where, if they haven't been there, right? So I started asking yeah. people who've been way further than me for what their opinion was. Because I think that's, that to me was a big thing. But, you know, again, all a reflection of me and, and, and growing up as, a, as a, it's like building a plane while you're flying it. 
growing up as a leader all at the same time. Yes, I can totally relate to that. And I love that. I love that you're protecting your energy, the rooms that you sit in, the people who coach you, your, you know, your direct reports. Um, it matters a lot. You know, who people, especially when you get into sales, and this is a big one for everybody watching, when you get into sales, a lot of people, especially if you're coming out of a job, you know, they're going to be doubters and naysayers and tell you you can't do it and get a job and, you know, don't follow your passion. It doesn't pay, you know, um, you, you got to rid those people from your energy field. Okay. And sometimes it's your family and even your partner. Yeah. <laughs> so that can be really, really tough. Um, I just have just a few minutes, but really, really important. Last question for the amazing Michelle Humes is what would be your one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is, let's say they're in the first one, they're entering real estate or in the first or in the first one to three years of real estate. What would you, what was that be that one thing that you tell them, listen, get after it, don't stop doing and go for it. I want to make sure I give a good one reason or one thing. Um, one thing. One thing. Exactly. Uh, I would say the thing that I did at one, two, three years, I went and found whether it was local or I got on a plane and went to a conference or got in a coaching group or whatever it was, I have always, always, always had a coach and I have always hung around people that I probably meh, didn't necessarily couldn't afford whatever that room was I was sitting in at the time. If you were to look at my books, I always spent way more money on coaching than I probably should have because I am such an advocate of teaching. Yes. And I was fearless in creating, not just going there and sitting there and taking notes and going home. I was fearless in my pursuit of finding the friends that I would have that would be become lifetime friends and genuine friendships that I could then call on to, um, to build a business alongside. And that's what I believe has been the differentiator for me. Uh, right. I, I just won't take no for an answer and I'm going to keep going. And you know, if, if you have people watch that are in small towns, I think that this is really important. And it happens in big towns too. But in small towns, if you have this big mindset and all of these big goals, you're probably going to be told by most people that they're way too big and that'll never happen. Right. And, and so I started just getting on airplanes and finding strangers that agreed with me that would make it happen or that had made it happen. Go find new people. Uh, I mean, that's, that's love my it. number one. You're like, find your tribe, stick with the tribe, go after it. And you know something to me, to be the small fish in the biggest room, I mean, that's the only way to do it. You've got to be fearless. Yes. And those big, bigger fish, they have so much respect for the little fish. You would not even believe and they want to help you, you know? So I am really, really, I, I just, I love where you're coming from because I think people need to hear that is one thing that drives me crazy is that, you know, everyone has the right, if they want to go after being a real estate agent and they want to get into sales, they have the right, right? There's enough to go around for everyone. And we have to encourage, we have to encourage those people. Um, Michelle, before we wrap, um, I'm going to just to say thank you to you. Um, can you tell me where people can find you if they want to follow you maybe on Instagram or they want to follow you or they want to DM you, whatever they want to reach you and ask questions. Where can they follow you, find you? Absolutely. So um, we do, I do a very similar program to Lori's. 
uh, Michelle Humes Live is what it's called. And you can find me over on Facebook just under Michelle Humes and under Instagram, which is usually very interesting because my parents live with me and it's nothing short of um, multi-generational living at my house. So the stories will keep you entertained. Um, that it. is Michelle Whitmer Humes. You can find me on Instagram and anybody can hop in my calendar for just a chat uh, because I have been where you are. That's michellehumes.com. Yeah. And you guys that are watching, she means it when she says it. Uh, Michelle, you totally lead with a servant's heart. I was watching one of your videos and you did a quote by Zig Ziglar. And I thought to myself, uh, you said, Zig Ziglar, we do not build businesses. We build people and the people build the businesses. And you truly, you know, if you can, if you can teach high school kids, you could definitely keep building a massive business. So that's really fun. And you guys um, that are watching, I have my, they finally let me have my own personal Instagram uh, separate to the business Instagram. I'm so excited. Um, and that's just at Lori Finkelstein reader on Instagram. And also, so, you know, this is a podcast. Um, please just go to, I watch on Google, but you can go through Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and put in real estate goal crushers. If you want to watch this one, it'll be live tomorrow. And there's great episodes in there. Everybody from Chris Lindahl, Veronica Figueroa, John Sheplak. I mean, you name it. There's lots of people you can go in there and watch. Um, and let me just think if I had anything else to add other than I'm so grateful. And I just love and adore you. And thank you for being part of my lady tribe. Um, you're, you're one of those examples. I want all of you ladies to hear this, who is raising two children, has a wonderful husband, and an amazing business. Girls, ladies, we can have it all. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Michelle, I thank you with lots of gratitude. Hello, thank you so Love much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. If you have a question for Laurie, then reach out to us and leave a message on our Real Estate Gold Crushers Facebook page. Don't forget to hit subscribe too wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and rate the show. It helps get the word out to more people. And for more great content, follow Laurie Finkelstein Reader on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn and Real Estate Gold Crushers on Facebook. 